Listening Dog Media. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule. We get it. With Lindsay Hooper and Kate Borsay. Hello and welcome to podcast numero 19, which is also our Christmas special. And it is just the two of us for this one. Myself, Lindsay Hooper and... Kate Borsay, hello. Hello. Should we explain what's going on? <laughs> hello, hello. Well, yes, we are currently underneath a table, a desk <laughs> to be more precise, in a room that we've borrowed in an office uh, just, uh, just in the city here in London. And we've already had a nightmare playing with blinds and shutters to the point where this is such a high-tech room that I found myself in the situation where the blinds were going backwards and forwards, some were going up and down, the air conditioning was going all over the place, and I was just about to blow up the place, wasn't I? Yeah, and stop using the royal we, it was all you. (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just to say that with Christmas, um, it's just been one of those weeks for us where we had to change all things, hence no Hayley McQueen. Um, But we're going to do our best, we're going to get a podcast out there today. So this is what's coming up. Our second topic, we're going to be talking about Santa's little helper Um, we're going to pick two players each or anything else if you're feeling creative it doesn't have to be a player uh, that you'd give to one or two football clubs this Christmas with a view to giving them a well needed boost in the new year Um, also overindulgers the Shinji Kagawa story now this is slightly old actually but he was kept on the bench by David Moyes for Manchester United after overeating did you read about this? I did, yeah, and I wondered what he'd been eating. Was it kind of too much um, Asian food or was it perhaps a good Sunday lunch, a British Sunday lunch? Too much fish and chips, perhaps cockles and mussels. I'm glad you <laughs> I'm glad you ended off with cockles. Um, <laughs> who knows what it was that he overindulged in, but apparently he needed his stomach pumped afterwards. Yeah. Um, it made us think of overindulgers in football, so we want two stories, if they're quick ones, or one if it's just a very good one. Um, and just about overindulgence in football, uh, we've also got Sean Thorne, who's going to be doing our Twitter topic of the week, and Rhiannon Jones has our latest La Liga roundup. But we'll start with topic one, and we're going to be real Grinches. We're going to cancel Christmas. 
Were we in the festive spirit here? Well, we're not really, are we? But uh, at this time of year, it is about buckling down for football clubs when they get to their busiest point of the year. Loads of fixture congestion going on. And to add insult to injury, we've cancelled Christmas. We're not letting them have any Christmas at all and we're going to send them into training instead. Uh, Yeah, I think if you spoke to most footballers, managers or background staff, they'd all say, well, actually, Christmas doesn't really exist that much for us anyway. We might get Christmas dinner, but then there's still training on Christmas Day because the Boxing Day fixtures and like you say, it's so congested a time. But what we're doing is we're taking it a step further. We're saying no dinner at all. No Christmas dinner. I was speaking to Sam Allardyce last week and I asked, I asked him about Christmas and he said, well, you know, in his lovely northern accent, well... Dudley, he's from Dudley. Is he from Dudley? Yeah. But he, but he sounds so broad. Well, he, he grew up elsewhere, I think, but he's originally from Dudley, yes. Well, he said to me, well, you know, Kate, we don't get much time for Christmas in our house. The best Christmas present I could get was is winning games, which I thought was fair enough. But yeah, by all accounts, they don't have much of a Christmas in the Allardyce household anyway. Well, uh, with that view, let's see whether you've chosen West Ham. I've asked you to choose one top flight team and one football league side who you think should cancel Christmas completely and um, put in all the extra time on the training pitch because, quite frankly... They need to. Um, so two clubs. We'll start with your top flight club. Is it West Ham? It isn't. I've gone over the valleys or around the valleys to Cardiff. Uh, they started really well, didn't they, um, to this season? And they look like they could really be doing a swans, you know, really making a good start to the campaign, good solid results throughout the season. But Melky Mackay, their manager, um, is at odds again with their rather bizarre owner, Vincent Tan, who we like here on the podcast, Vincent Tan, uh, because that's not how he sounds, by the way, folks. <laughs> Um, because, uh, as you may have read or seen on the TV, folks, uh, Mackay said that he needs to bring in you know, two or three players over the January transfer window. And Tan said, well, tough luck, because not only have you got no money available in January, we're already £15 million over budget. So no more arrivals in Cardiff. They did win against West Brom at the weekend. It was their first in six games, though, with the last victory coming at the beginning of November. You know, Mackay said he's not going to quit, but he's one of those managers that keeps being linked to being sacked to the big dismissal race. And as we've seen over the past week, Premier League managers are now falling thick and fast, aren't they? So extra training for Cardiff uh, so they can work out how they start to get things going again with the team. They had that great win over Manchester City. They've drawn against Everton and Manchester United. They won the South Wales derby. So there is something there. There's quality in the side. And I think they need to be playing with a lot more conviction. They need to feel like they own and they've earned their place in the Premier League. In Swansea have shown us that what goes up doesn't have to go straight back down again. And Cardiff, I think, with a bit of application, good chance of maintaining their Premier League status. And one thing that won't be going up and straight back down again is their Christmas turkey, because they're not having any. (laughs) Okay, well, I've gone with Spurs, because uh, with a wealth of talent, it's a real head scratcher to me mm. as to why Spurs aren't firing in more goals. And that's what I'm going to address here. We all heard the stat, didn't we, that Luis Suarez has scored 15 goals this season, more than the entire <laughs> Tottenham side put together. So with AVB now being shown the door, I think it's time for some of this multi-million pound players to start gelling together. And I think that begins on the training pitch, really. So with upcoming fixtures over the Christmas period, Southampton away, West Brom at home, Stoke at home, Man United away. That takes us up to New Year's Day. I think the signings, seven of them I'm picking out in particular, Mm. need to put in extra graft over Christmas. Being Paulinho, Christian Eriksen, who was brought in, Roberto Soldado, uh, Chadley, Capoue, Vlad Chiriches and Eric Lamella as well. I'm going to 
point out three as my examples for you. So, Paulinho got 20 goals for his former club, Corinthians, last season, and has hardly been on the score sheet at no. all this season for Spurs. The most, the most disappointing, I think, Saldado. Mm. Now, although Saldado scored four for Spurs, do you know how many scored for Valencia last season? No. 59 goals. We've already sorted out the problem with him, though, Linz, is that he's got a surname uh, exactly like one, one of the Ford models from, from the 1980s. So if he wants to turn things around, not only should we cancel Christmas, we should cancel his name and call him something else. Well, our present for him could be changing his name by deed poll. Yeah, if you like. Yeah. Um, Lamella, 19 goals for Roma, yet to score for Spurs. I can see what the problem is here. So for me, <laughs> Spurs need to go on that training pitch. They need to try and get some goals in and then reproduce it when it's matched. Day. So I've chosen Tottenham for my team from the top flight. How about your football league side? I was going to ask quickly, actually, whether you think that the, the, the problem at Spurs is the fact that the strikers aren't getting the supply or whether the problem is, is that they're just not scoring. Well, I think when you had Andras Townsend in such a rich vein of form at the start of the season, you've got people like Aaron Lennon. Um, I don't think their problem is in midfield and creativity. I think actually that's where they have got their goals, the few that they have got from um, this season. So I think it's more of an upfront issue. Of course, Adebayor, we've not seen sight nor sound of him and I'm going to lay into him again as it's Christmas I hate Adebayor I always have so um, yeah I mean Jermaine Defoe I think will probably be off in January so they need some some striking force but they also need the players that they bought in and spent all this money on in the summer when Gareth Bale went to actually produce it looked like such a good team, didn't it? But, you know, lessons to be learned there, not to get too carried away. If you're going to bring in so many new players, whether they're players of quality or not, it's going to take time for them to work out how they play within that team and what, what your best formation is as well. Who else are we cancelling Christmas for? So... I was actually thinking about Wolves because although they're doing really, really well, they've had two losses on the bounce. I just wonder, Lindsay Hooper, whether they're getting a little bit too sure of themselves, a little bit too comfy there towards the top of League One. Are you wanting a ding-ding round two from last no. week's podcast? No, I'm going to move on and say I'm going to cancel Christmas for Bristol City. They're in danger of doing a Wolves, actually. Lessons need to be learnt there. This could be one of those really unfortunate stories in football. A bit like wolves, really, uh, where they get relegated. <laughs> where they get relegated, they're down in League One now, and they're they're at the bottom. They're at the foot of League One, relegated without much of a whimper, really, from the Championship. Um, they're without a win in the last five games. The only thing that they are winning at the moment, actually, is within the FA Cup games that they've got. They're actually not bad at scoring goals. They've got one of the best tallies for the bottom half of the table, so it's not necessarily that. I think that they need, probably, to cancel Christmas and maybe bring in a club psychologist. They need to get back into the mentality of winning. I think otherwise, you know, because they've been relegated, because the season started badly and they're still doing badly, I think that it'll just go on from one loss to another. So I think... think I think they need to put a stop to it. They've already had their Christmas present, though, in the form of Steve Cottrell, and I think he'll do good things. Steve Cottrell will do good things. He replaced Sean O'Driscoll at the beginning of this month. But with changing the, the, the new manager comes a change of ethos as well, I think. So extra training for them, I think, to try and stem the decline of that club. I'm so pleased that Hayley McQueen is having a week off. She's having an extended Christmas from the podcast because I'm going for Middlesbrough. 
<laughs> don't tell her. She'll probably be listening and going, every time I'm off, Linz, you always choose someone that um, I wouldn't like. So uh, down in 19th in the doldrums of the championship, dangerously close to relegation and struggling to defend set pieces. Their own players have come out in the press and said, <laughs> we don't know how to defend set pieces. It's just crazy. It's terrible, isn't it? Terrible. Yeah. So one win in the last seven games. Um, they lost their last home game 1-0 to Brighton away. Um, they're actually without a win completely in their last nine. Uh, for a team who, at the start of the season, when you were doing the whole who do you think will go up and down in different leagues, loads of pundits were picking out Middlesbrough as mm. potentially one to get into the the uh, playoffs. I think Haley was one of them, wasn't she? Mm. So all in all, a really disappointing season for Middlesbrough and they are going to spend their Christmas concentrating on defending those set pieces, which they need to do. Um, but also about trying to turn like the results like Brighton, that 1-0 into a draw, because it was a, a very narrow defeat. And any draws that they're getting, which they're getting the odd ones, they want to try and turn into wins. Simple, isn't it? Me and you, football managers. I'll tell you what, everyone's a manager, aren't they? <laughs> I know. Hi, I'm Eddie Jenkins from TalkSport. Yeah, and I'm Paul Hawksby from TalkSport. And you're listening to the Offside Rule podcast. On to topic two then, Miss Borsay, and this is Santa's Little Helper. Did you like that title? That's my, my favourite one. I like to think that in uh, times gone by, Lindsay, that you would have been Santa's Little Helper. I could just see you dressed up in an elf costume, being all helpful. <laughs> I, I'm a helpful sort, yeah. I don't know about the elf's costume, though. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that would suit me. Uh, although green, not too bad. No, It's no. Not, not my worst colour. No. <laughs> um, OK, well, I would like us both to be Santa's little helper. It's not just about me, Miss Borsay. I want you to as well. So you can have two players or two things that you're going to give a club or two clubs. You can mm-hmm. distribute your wealth if you want. Um, and we're going to help out a couple of clubs this this Christmas and hopefully with the view that in the new year they kick on and do really well so who are you helping first I'm going to talk crew first of all actually but before I do I'm just because we're on the floor underneath a desk I'm just looking out of the chink of the window that doesn't have a blind in it and wondering when someone's going to walk past (laughs) and notice that there are two ladies in quite a male-dominated office we're in today two ladies lying on the floor it could be worse. We could have guys on this podcast and then it would look really dodgy. Yeah, it, it would. It would. Uh, so we shall carry on until we get spotted. Um, crew, they've shipped 42 league goals this season. That's over two a game. <gasps> That's horrendous. Awful. Uh, Millwall, by the way, not far behind, uh, having shipped in 40 in, in the league. But they're second from bottom in League One. We've already mentioned that Bristol City are bottom of that league already and I've chosen to help them by sending them back into training over Christmas. Um, and I'm going to help crew now. They're, you know, your archetypal yo-yo club, having been up in the championship and gone down to League Two. They're now in League One, of course. Um, and I'm going to help them out with their defensive record because they've shipped in 42 goals. Something needs to be done. It wasn't that long ago. In fact, it was the Johnson's Paint Trophy final that they won against Southend where they defended so well. So that's why it's such a shame that they've shipped in so many this season. Their main goalkeeper, Steve Phillips, he's been out injured for a while. At 35, very experienced, over 100 league games for crew. They're really missing him. His stand-in came on loan uh, from Fulham but has gone back to Fulham now because uh, he's been injured. That's Neil Etheridge. So I thought I'd go shopping around some of the Premier League clubs for a quick injection of goalkeeper experience because I think let's let's start to turn around Crew's poor defensive record at the back, right at the back, and then we can stem forward, of course, with those defenders. But who's going to boss those defenders around? Who's going to have that authority? Who's completely available having not played a game all season for their club? 
I'm going Horelio Gomez. Oh. Okay, interesting choice. So you're going to give them Horelio Gomez. Now, he might not look like the most authoritative figure in football, but he's experienced surplus to requirements at Spurs, Lloris and Friedel uh, stepping in uh, for their League Cup and uh, Europa League games there. Obviously, Lloris doing most of uh, of the goalkeeping there. Gomez not made a single appearance all season. He was once classed as a disaster, but Harry Redknapp was uh, able to turn that player around and he'll be richer for experience for it. So, crew, you get Horelio Gomez. I do wonder, though, he flourished under Redknapp. I do wonder whether he would under anyone else ever again. I think it's time for him to use his age, use his experience, and rather than someone else causing a turnaround in him, he caused a turnaround in someone else. I'm so glad that this is hypothetical and we get to choose as well like how much we spend because I'm going to I'm going to shell out I think round about 30 million pounds now. Oh. It's a good Christmas present, isn't it? Yeah. Santa's little helper. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send Michu to Arsenal. Um, I think that the Swansea star would be a great asset to help the Gunners uh, challenge for the title this year. So Giroud, I'm not denying he's been superb, but they need more firepower, don't they? Um, 18 goals in his debut Premier League season, you may recall that stat. And I think with the delivery from Ramsey, Wilshire, Ozil, I think they'd rack up more goals with Michu up front. This is true. And isn't it funny how, how most of the London clubs are struggling for strikers, for good strikers and good goals? We've, we already know about Chelsea and how they're having a disaster with their strikers. We already know about Tottenham and their poor striking form. And, you know, Arsenal, they need more. If anything happens to, to Giroud, you're absolutely right. They could be seriously compromised, couldn't they? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And the, this rumour mill started, you know, last October <laughs> that Arsenal were interested in Michu. He's only had six goals in 19 appearances this season. I mean, there's strikers out there with worse stats than that one. But I imagine it's frustrating this Spanish Spanish 27-year-old because at that point in your career as well, you want to be at a top club, don't you? And I think he's got the potential to be. Um, Ramsey is leading goal scorer at the moment for Arsenal with eight goals goals but really you need an out and out striker who's notching up 15 goals plus that's why City and Liverpool are doing so well with Aguero and Suarez on their mm-hmm. on their ranks so to challenge for that title I am going to award Arsenal a 30 million pound player in the form of Michu. Now it's Christmas so before I let you go on to your other one let me continue I'm not going to leave Swansea high and dry because that would be a really horrible thing to okay. do. Okay, so I'm going to give them Costas Mitroglou in, in replacement. In what? Mitroglou. <laughs> I think that's how we say it. He's a Greek um, striker that's doing so well at the moment in Europe, arguably perhaps the hot, hottest property out there. Ooh. So his performances for Olympiakos have uh, gained much interest. He's got a real physical presence as well to lead the line, which I think Swansea still need, because that's one of the things that I think football teams really look for now is a bit of physicality. Um, he's um, got 16 goals in 13 starts. Um, I think he'd be a very good replacement for Michu um, and, and really an ideal signing for them. So I'm going to give them him so that I don't leave them high and dry. That's very generous of you, Lindsay Hooper. Um, but now, Bian, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to retire their mascots for no <laughs> other reason than they're hideous. What's going on? With the arrival of St George's Park nearby, I think it's time Burton Albion raised the stakes and the quality of their mascots. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever met Billy and Betty Brewer before. I I can't recall them and I don't think they've been in any any scandals. Oh dear. Oh dear. I'm now seeing a picture. (laughs) They look like a little bit like a scary version of the tweenies. And I'll have to post some pictures up because (laughs) I, I, I can't believe that I've never come across them before. 
it takes a lot to be pictured next to quite a large, not that attractive man and look even worse yourself. Oh, <laughs> that man looks... Oh, what are you doing? It's Christmas. That man looks so happy. And, oh, no, you're not picking on that man. But the mascots, yes. Betty Brewer's got something going on with her false eyelashes. They are, they are like wings. <laughs> Uh, lipstick's not great either, is <laughs> lipstick it? Lipstick really? isn't great. Um, Billy, well, uh, yeah, Billy's got a weird blushing thing going on and his face <laughs> is just, it's just a bit odd. Um, so what am I going to do? Well, as you can tell from their surname, Brewer, there's a rich history of breweries mm-hmm. in Burton Albion. Um, and I thought about the best thing to try and replace Billy and Betty with. And I thought, well, you know, perhaps it's not the best anti-alcohol message, but what about a pint of ale? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. And also, I'm really concerned. Billy and Betty Brewer, the family this Christmas, what's going to happen to little brewers? <laughs> I really so hope that they and... haven't made any little brewers. <laughs> if mommy... Otherwise, I'll be really concerned. If mummy and daddy have both lost their jobs <laughs> from being mascots at Burton Albion, what are they going to get for Christmas? Well, Betty should have looked after herself better in her <laughs> older age, shouldn't she? <laughs> you have to see these pictures to know. I think, I think the alcohol message isn't one we should promote further about the pints. So I think you need to still think on with that one they've they've both only got four digits on their hands they've got a thumb and three fingers so have many characters (laughs) of the footballing game (laughs) probably some players who knows (laughs) so i'm really sorry billy and betty brewer but you're going to be retired and i'm going to put a life-size pint of ale in your place Okay. Um, I think it's time for us to get our Twitter topic of the week and share a bit of love again. Um, We asked for Christmas selfies. We've done a few selfies, haven't we, between us over the the course of our friendship? Oh, yeah. We love a a selfie. (laughs) So we thought we'd get a Christmas one. Who would you like to have a Christmas selfie with? Well, Sean Thorne's going to tell us exactly who you opted for. Twitter topic of the week. Hello everyone, it's Sean Thorne here with Twitter Topic of the Week. Now this year has been all about the selfie. It was word of the year and it's been making the front pages of the newspapers as well. So in the final Twitter Topic of the Week of the year, we've asked you guys, who would you like a footballing selfie with? Now Lord James has gone for Zlatan Ibrahimovic, saying that the guy loves a lens and she sends us a photo of a smiling Ibrahimovic to back up her claim. I think you and Zlat would look delightful in a selfie together, Lord. Go and make it happen in 2014. Del Strain's gone for Steve Lomas in a headlock, which genuinely made me chuckle. And from what I've heard, I think there's going to be a few Millwall fans who join you on that one. Sonic's gone for Dennis Wise, who he says is the whole reason he supports Chelsea and still does because of what a fantastic player he was. Lady B has gone for, without a doubt, David Beckham, hashtag legend. Rob Kerr, who's a big fan of the podcast, has gone for Hayley McQueen, Lindsay Hooper or Kate Borsay. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Not sure if that's one at a time uh, all at once, but I'm sure we'll make a lovely photo either way. Now, that's all for Twitter topic of the week this week. But before I go, I just want to say, Kate, please don't cancel Christmas for Bristol Sea. We don't just need Christmas. We need a Christmas miracle as well. Hope you all have a cracking Christmas and good luck to everyone in their Christmas fixtures, with the exception of Warsaw. Sorry, guys, but we need the points more than you do. And I'll see you again in two weeks. That was our Twitter topic of the week. Thanks for that, Sean. And 
in terms of Christmas selfies, I was thinking I would have one with Jamie O'Hara right now at Wolves to ask him what on earth, whilst I'm having the picture taken, what's going on, Jamie? Are you playing for us or what? What's happening? How about you, Christmas selfie? Well, it's um, a toss-up, really, between Cristiano Ronaldo, because I'd just like to know what kind of routine he goes through before having a selfie done with someone. <laughs> the other person, of course, because it because because it, it's got to be a winner. It's got to make me look pretty good. Betty Brewer. Betty Brewer. <laughs> I think that's more achievable. If you're going to give me the option for Christmas of sorting out Ronaldo or Betty Betty. Brewer, I think I'll go for that one. Um, Okay, well, let's go on to topic three, overindulgence in football next. Um, I've already revealed why we're talking about this. It's the Shinji Kagawa story where he overate and had to miss a football match pretty much more or less. He was on the bench because he'd overeaten. Um, You know what? There's a very similar story as well to this one that Maradona, but in his post-footballing career, which I, mm. I guess is a bit more acceptable. He overindulged on food as well. I don't know whether he also had to have his stomach pumped or not, but I found that out on the internet. I am curious <laughs> about this stomach pumping because that must have been some amount of overindulgence for him to have his stomach pumped is pretty extreme. You know what? I devoured a whole selection box the other night. <laughs> a whole selection box. And I, I felt pretty grim afterwards. Did but you? I imagine that in order to have your stomach pumped, you'd have to perhaps mm. devour five. I think I could well be in line for having my stomach pumped after going past a sweet shop because you know what I'm like with sweets, Lindsay. I'm a sweet fiend and I'm partial to Dolly Mix. I was well. just about to say Dolly Mixtures. She always brings along Dolly Mixtures to keep us going. Uh, where are they today? Uh, I finished them. <laughs> Um, okay, so overindulgence in football. I'll let you go first on this mm. one. Um, who have you gone for? Well, to follow on from uh, my selfie with Cristiano Ronaldo, he has to get a mention, doesn't he, if we're talking about overindulgences in football. So overindulgent, this. He said earlier this month that he's opening up a museum dedicated to himself on the Portuguese island of Madeira, where he was born. How overindulgent is that? He's not even retired yet. He's already got a football museum to himself. Uh, Apparently, the uh, grand opening was on December the 15th. It's going to feature lots of his uh, football's photographs, trophies etc as well and not only that if you follow Ronaldo on Instagram then he's also been overindulging in underwear shots (laughs) I can reveal (laughs) as people rush to their phones girls up and down the country I know um some of them are okay but some of them I'm thinking oh are you really putting that out there I I I just don't get people I, I just don't get him to be honest um a slightly overindulgent thing. I, I have a thing against people who call their sons after them, but with a junior on the end. I mean, I, uh, I thought that sort of behaviour went out with Nixon. Do you know what I mean? The fact that President he's, Nixon. Yeah, have you chosen President Nixon? Because it's just kind of American, isn't it, to do that? Okay. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. is Cristiano Ronaldo's son. I think that's pretty overindulgent myself. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit overindulgent. I'm going to go with a Portsmouth-related overindulgence, and the overindulgence is spending. Mm-hmm. And I've actually just lifted this because it was a brilliant post-match quote, and I thought, well, how well does this sum up? Because a lot of people have sympathy with Portsmouth, but I think underneath you have to realise when a club overspends to the magnitude that that club has, it's not really fair on teams around them. So I think they've been overindulgent. And if you listen to this, Keith Hill, Barnsley manager at the time, after they were beaten 2-0 by Pompey, said this. 
um, because they, some, one of the reporters put him on the spot and said, have you got any sympathy for their situation, their financial situation? And he said, absolutely none, because they've recruited players that I couldn't afford and are paying wages that I could only dream about paying. They're spending money they haven't got, so why should I have any sympathy? Mm-hmm. So I thought overindulgent spenders would be Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be too harsh there. My other overindulgence is simply a message for Chelsea and to Roman Abramovich, or Abramovich, <laughs> as you are meant to say his name. Um, it's actually that they've overindulged Fernando Torres on those absolute mammoth wages for far too long. Now, I'm not denying that he doesn't put a shift in and that he isn't trying, but come on. It's been long enough now. I think Fernando Torres needs to go back to Spain or somewhere else in Europe and just reignite his career if he's able to. But for Chelsea fans and Chelsea, he's not been doing it. And Chelsea have overindulged him for far too long. I think I agree, actually. And... uh... If I'm to use another example of overindulgence, Liverpool overindulging to the tune of 35 million for Andy Carroll, he didn't work for Liverpool. He was out. ASAP, Fernando Torres, for himself and for the club, they've been very patient with him, haven't they? He does just need to go and reignite his career. You're absolutely right. Oh, I'm loving leaving this on a, on a, a bit where you agree with me for once. <laughs> Another quick over, overindulgence, by the way. So that, so That's that an overindulgence in itself. <laughs> Another quick overindulgence so that we're not to rest too long on the fact that Lindsay Hooper and I have agreed on something. Neil Ruddock, there is the epitome of an overindulgent footballer. <gasps> anyway, we'll move swiftly on. Uh, Rhiannon Jones has our latest La Liga roundup and we are not going to overindulge her. We're very much ready. Hola chicas. Well, Real Madrid's five-game winning run in La Liga was brought to an end this weekend. Carlo Ancelotti's men had to settle for a two-wall draw at the tough El Sadar Stadium in Pamplona, where Osasuna, who sit just two points above the relegation zone, have now held both the Whites and Barcelona to draws this season. That game saw both sides finish with 10 men. Real Madrid have appealed against one of Sergio Ramos's yellow cards, which could see him miss an important clash away to Valencia. Diego Costa's now level with Real Madrid's Cristiano Ronaldo as La Liga's top scorer with 17 goals after netting twice for Atletico Madrid. Diego Simeone's men maintain their 100% home record this season and keep pace with Barcelona at the top of La Liga after beating Valencia 3-0. And that defeat saw Valencia sack their manager Miroslav Djukic after just six months in charge. Barcelona, who are still without injured Lionel Messi, beat Villarreal 2-1 thanks to a brace from Neymar. However, the Brazilian star will miss next Sunday's game at Getafe after he received his fifth yellow card of the season. And after their win over Barcelona, Athletic Bilbao were looking to consolidate fourth place but had to settle for a share of the spoils in a one-all draw with Sevilla, while Real Sociedad bounced back from their Champions League exit with their third successive league victory. That's it from me, girls. Have a great Christmas break and see you in the new year. Adios. Thanks very much for that, Rhiannon. And we wish you all a Merry Christmas, including Rhiannon and Sean, who's on Twitter Topic of the Week this week, and your good selves for listening and downloading. Must remind everyone as well that we will be back. We're having a week off for Christmas, aren't we? Because we, we are kind to ourselves. <laughs> I need to get some time to fill my stocking. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so we'll be back with a year review um, after Christmas. So we're going to have one week off. So we'll be back, 
be back next Thursday. Remember to follow us for any updates over the Christmas period at Offside Rule Pod. We'll still update you on all those busy football fixtures. And we'll also um, have some updates blog-wise on our website. Go to offsiderulepodcast.com and get your fill there. Fill your stockings. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks very much, Kate Borsay. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you and to all our listeners. Thanks for your support. Bye-bye. The Offside Rule. We get it. With Lindsay Hooper and Kate Borsay.